y'all. Welcome to Curry Gumbo, the place where we talk about Black culture, film, TV, podcasts, art, all that jazz. I'm Ashley. I'm Nicole. And today we are discussing High Fidelity, the series, the 2020 series that premiered on Hulu, episodes six through 10. And I loved it again, a little less so, I have to say. Like episodes one through five, I was like, yes, 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 more, 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 more. And then episodes six through 10, I was like, uh, like, meh. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like these, they kind of struggled a bit. Mm-hmm. It kind of became repetitive because yeah. starting with episode six, now Liam is back. So it's like Rob is going between Liam and Clyde, but she's still missing Mac. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, girl, what are, you, what are you doing? What is you doing? And she goes to his concert. He gets her. Well, she goes to the, well, oh, was that the, before the studio? Oh yeah, I'm thinking like way past the studio. That she She goes to his concert and then he um kind of he's kind of being a bit flaky because they spent before that she goes she's invited to a studio they go home for a night of love making and then they wake up and he invites her to go to mexico and so she literally walks to work or walks back home and she's dancing She's literally dancing in the side. She had fun that night. She had fun that night and that morning um, because like she said, he is truly a 19 year old, meaning (laughs) stamina is not a problem for him. And then she steps in dog poop, which is fitting, you know, which I guess foreshadows the fact that that relationship isn't going anywhere. If we're going to call it a relationship, I think we should call it a rendezvous. But it seemed like she was excited to she kept calling him a rock star which i didn't understand because i didn't know how established of an artist he was because at first when like, we first met him at the club doing the boys to men cover it seemed like he was just up and coming mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden he's in this fancy studio and he's um inviting her to trips to mexico yeah. And then he says, oh, well, Mexico was canceled because um, they're doing something else. They're going somewhere else. Yeah, Glastonbury. Oh, yeah, Gla- yeah, Glastonbury. Yeah, that's that's right. And so, and then she's like, oh, well, you know, I, I did it with a rock star or something. I'm like, is, is he a rock star? Is he? Or is he just a struggling musician? Which one is it? <laughs> I don't know if he's all that struggling. I mean, his apartment is really nice. I think he got a, a cute little advance. I think he's a signed artist with a decent advance and with a tour and with a record out or maybe even an album. So I think he's doing okay for himself. But, but his- why was he singing a Boyz II Men cover? And why did they shade boys to men is the question that I have for the creators of the show. You know, hopefully you hear this, please write back because I would, I would love to know. 
And I don't mean that to be rude or anything. Like, I really want to know, like, what the boys to men do to y'all? But anyway, white musicians be riffing off of black musicians all the time. So that's that why is he was singing true. Men cover. That's why. So was that supposed to be his song? I think that that was his song. I mean, when she went to his concert, he was singing another song. Oh, okay. So, I, I mean, I don't think, I'm, I'm thinking this cover maybe it was on the album when i first saw it i thought he was just someone trying to be a singer so you know you just go up for an open mic and you know sing your whitney houston or whatever to mm-hmm. get people to notice you that's why i was confused i'm like well is he a is can you call him a singer or no i believe it was episode two when Rob is creating this playlist for Mac. The most important track is number one. It's got to be familiar. Simon is telling Rob about this new artist that he's excited about. We're going to go check out this guy, Liam Show at the South. Like this unknown mortal orchestra meets Frank Ocean kind of vibe. And so that, so if he, he seems established enough that so Simon people know about him. him. Okay. But then again, Simon has this, Simon is like an encyclopedia when it comes to music anyway. So if I put out a cover, he gonna know about it and I can't sing worth a damn. So, but it seems like he has a little bit of a following. Episode six, we get more into Sharice. She wants to get into music and she puts up a sign in the record store about starting a band she meets up with the kids that that stole the record from the store. She kind of meet, ends up meeting up with them for like a jam session. But in this episode, so like we mentioned, Rob goes to the con- to Liam's concert with Sharice, mm-hmm. and Sharice starts talking with the manager, telling him that you know she's a singer, she can sing. She does seem kind of nervous. That new new shit that nobody you do. Maybe you should just hear me sing, and and and, and, and you enjoy it. Go. Yeah. So, uh, great chatting at you, and uh... you can. She has a dream, but everyone around her is not supporting. Your whole music career has been about to pop off for like seventeen thousand years. I'm perfecting my sound. What is your sound? It don't even matter. I am operating on the element of surprise. What are you, Beyonce? You're not making shit. No. I mean, everyone, yeah, dismisses Cherise. Simon does. I think the only person who doesn't initially is Liam. And I think he's just trying to be nice because, yeah. you know, he doesn't know these people. And he, he's trying to get with Rob. That's all that he's is. He's trying to get with Rob and Rob and Cherise are friends. So I need not shade you or, you know, I might not get lucky tonight. So but so what I will say, what's redeemable about Simon is that he does help her craft the wanted ad that she posts yes. in the store. So that's the good thing. But it isn't until like later, 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 like towards the end of the season where Rob is redeemable in helping Sharice's music career. So yeah, I At the was- the last minute, but we'll get, we'll get to that. The very last, very last. Glad to hit me up. Mm-hmm. It's over at the climbing gym. If you don't laugh. Sorry. Um, hit me again? Yeah, we're bored. You can hit me. Now Clyde is back. So we're going from Liam to Clyde. 
back to Liam. Now we're back to Clyde. <laughs> this is the episode where Rob's brother has his last hurrah, mm-hmm. basically meaning his last party before his his wife delivers the or goes into labor to deliver the baby. And I know before we mentioned how the difference between their relationship as brother and sister, how Rob is seen as unstable and Cameron was seen as the more stable, responsible sibling because he's in a stable relationship. But this episode, I'm like, Cameron and Rob are twins, basically. Trash trash twins. Hey, is your cute wife from your house coming? Put your brakes on. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. First of all, this last hurrah thing, I'm like, this is not serious. First of all, you're, you're a man. You're not even doing the hard work none of it like your wife should you should be planning a a vacation spa day for your wife before she's the one that has to push this baby out you need to be budgeting for a push gift not in the in a nasty bar bathroom snorting cocaine off your house keys your trash after he gets drunk and i'm like what what is going on here even before, like, if we can back it up to when Cameron is in Rob's record store, that's when I thought, that's when I saw how the two siblings are a little bit more aligned. And maybe Cameron isn't as stable as I thought he was because he's having a conversation with Simon. And I probably shouldn't even call it a conversation because he's just talking at Simon. Did I ever tell you about the time that I met Anthony Keys? Yes. The second time? Yeah, no, you've told me. When I was supposed to interview him for Stereo Go? Yeah. No, he used to be a music journalist, right? You've mentioned that. He, he said he remembered you from Lollapalooza. Yes. But the reason that he remembered because me... Because of the hat. My fucking fedora! During that whole story, Simon has been, like, peppering statements throughout that whole story saying like, yeah, I already know that you already told me that. And he's finishing his phrases for him because Simon already knows about it. But Cameron can't even hear that. And it's similar to the way Rob will like just push everybody out when she's having a conversation. It's all about what Rob has to say. She doesn't even listen to the other person. In these last few episodes, we see how Rob doesn't know anything about her friends. Nothing. Even we'll, we'll get to it later when she, even her old friends, she digs up out the dirt. She knows nothing about them either. It's everything. She's very self-centered in that way. Yeah. Where she's just, if it's not about her, she she has no idea what's going on in their in their lives. But um, yeah, so at this Cameron's last hurrah before his baby's born, Mac is there with his fiance, Lily. Which this this was kind of weird because Lily introduces herself to Rob. Which, first of all, I'm I'm not doing this. Number one, <laughs> um, someone will have to introduce us, whether it's Cameron or Mac. Like, or I'm maybe not, I never have to meet her at all. Get that, but I understand if we're if we're in the same place at the same party. My point is, I, we don't have to be. We do not have to be at the same place. I mean, and this party is pretty impromptu, right? Cameron is in his feelings about having a baby and losing his social life. And so he invites 
a billion people to this party. I'm not surprised that um, Mac was invited. I'm just shocked that he came. And I'm shocked that- With Lily. With Lily. And I'm shocked that Rob didn't think he would be there. Well, Rob doesn't think. So that's understandable. But Mac, him bringing Lily is, I don't, should he have prepared? I guess he did prepare her because she knew who Rob was. And she went over there and was like, hi, hi, Rob, I'm, I'm Lily, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Rob was just like, uh, well, we, we go through different, um, what do you call it? Flashes Mm -hmm. where she's thinking about what she wants to do in her head. The first is like beat her up or several of those scenarios involved Lily being physically harmed. Yeah. Which is under <laughs> which is understandable because like why I I don't need to see who it's bad enough I know you moved on. I don't need to see it in my face. Well I was gonna ask you a couple of times throughout this episode, Rob says, What a fucking bitch. Like she'll say she'll say she says that after she meets Lily, she says that after uh, her and Lily have a conversation in the bathroom. And I was thinking, you know, man, Rob is really being nasty with this woman. But a part of me was like, you know, she has a point. Like, do you think that Lily is doing a bit much? And do you think it is, do you think her intentions are to be cruel? I don't think her intentions are to be cruel. I think it is awkward if you're in the same space at the same party and you know this is your current partner's ex. It's like, what do you do? Are you just going to like stare at her and not say nothing the whole night? Are you going to ignore her the whole night? I don't know what to do in this situation. So I can, I do, I kind of feel like, I don't know if, if it would be appropriate for Mac to introduce them that that might not have worked either. I think that that's probably the most appropriate thing for Mac to do for it. For Mac to do it, but I think that the appropriate thing was to let Rob leave because when she sees Mac it's her there, mother. well, when she sees Mac there, she walks outside and Lily follows her. I really hope you're not leaving on our account, and we could totally go if you're at all uncomfortable. To me, it felt like, are you throwing this in my face? The fact that I have, the fact that these are my, like, this is my brother's party. And so you don't, I have more of a right to be here than you and Mac, but I have to deal with you two being here. And this going out of her way to be nice to Rob feels, it definitely, it doesn't feel genuine, but I don't mind it not feeling genuine because I feel like Lily might feel like she's forced to be nice because what else is she going to right. do? Like she has to deal with this person. But at the same time, like this going overboard, this this like psychotic or this odd pleasantness that she has, just it doesn't allow for the awkwardness to live in the room. And sometimes I feel like we should respect the awkwardness let this be painful let this be awkward 
Like, let's just not brush over that by jumping into friendship and double dates with Clyde and we can be friends and first round of drinks on me. Right, I was no. gonna say, before we get there, so so Lily's like, oh, well, well, let's get some drinks and let's hang out. It's like, okay, it's bad enough we're, we're here. Yeah. I don't need to be, I don't, we don't need to sit together. We don't need to drink together. I can say, okay, hi, I acknowledge you. Hey, all right, I moved on now. I said, hey, I'm not, I'm not rude, mm-hmm. basically. I acknowledge you're here, move on. But the whole, yeah, let's get drinks and sit down and let's get, let's talk and get to know each other. That I'm, I'm not doing. When we get to the party and there's this nameless woman giving a toast to Cam, oh, yes. I'm like, I don't, this feels so ridiculous because we have not seen Cameron's social life like whatever this social life that you're putting to bed because of because you're having this baby we haven't seen it so we can't mourn the loss of your of a fun cam with you I know none of these people I know Hammer because I just met him and I know Rob I know Clyde I know Mac and I know Lily because I've been hearing her name this is my first time meeting her like the the entire party just seems sad one because it it wasn't planned the fact that you invited 17,000 people in your in your in your phone just says to me that you don't have a set of friends who are you know everyone has their 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 set of friends that they call their core friends you know Khadijah got Max Sinclair uh, Regine, Kyle, and Overton. Martin got Gina, Pam, Tommy, Cole. You know, right. um, you, you have your people. It does. It feels like he doesn't have his people. core people. So it's sad because of that. It's sad because like this baby is supposed to be this gift, but y'all have been complaining about this baby this entire time. You and your wife. And so I get just, the wife's complaint because she's the one that's actually pregnant. So I can yes. understand that. But you, Cameron, you aren't doing any hard labor. You're not pregnant. <laughs> You're not tired. You're not anx- anxious about giving birth. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to worry about any of these things. Why are you having this party? So, And because of all of that, like the party just has no emotional resonance with me. And I don't think that that's the fault of the writers. I think that was done on purpose because I feel like that's the perfect backdrop to this fakeness that is concocted by Mac, Lily, and Rob. Right. Like, this is a silly party, and we're having this silly conversation. Like, these are all fake couples here, and we're pretending that we're happy. Lily is pretending that she's happy to meet Rob. You don't want to meet this girl. No. And then Clyde, Clyde does come in and kind of, kind of saves Rob in a way because Rob is, is uncomfortable sitting with her ex and his fiance having drinks. Like she, you can tell she's not in the best place or the most comfortable spot. Yeah. But she's just as uncomfortable with Clyde there. I guess my point is what was Clyde supposed to help her do? Well, I think I think he's trying in a way so she's not so it's not like okay I'm sitting here single looking at your relationship at least he he was more to me as a buffer as to like okay let's let's even it out 
it's yes i you don't think, think it would be it, it would help me like i don't don't have me sitting here by myself while y'all talking about y'all relationship and wedding plans i don't want to hear that at least let me have someone i can sit with i would feel even more embarrassed with someone there because i'm being embarrassed really? in front of this person that I kind of like. And just an episode before that, she was talking about, you know, being single isn't so bad. Like she was celebrating singleness. As a single person, it's honestly pretty great. She lied. She lied. Because even in that moment, she was with Clyde. She was at a concert with Clyde. Girl, the lies, they need to stop. Exactly. Do you think that Lily is throwing her engagement in Rob's face? No, because she hides her ring when they're at the table drinking and Rob glance, she sees Rob glance at her ring and then Lily kind of moves her hand to kind of like hide the ring. Really? I don't Mm -hmm. think I caught that. Yep. I think she knows the story. Mm -hmm. She knows that she and um, Mac have been together for a year and Mac and Rob broke up a year ago. Like it's, it's very, it's very close. And so I think she's, she's really, she's trying, she's now putting it, putting it in her face, but she just doesn't know how to act. And then Clyde, Clyde finds out by um, Cameron that this is Rob's ex-fiance because Rob's not going to tell. Well, she tells him later, but um, Clyde is like, yeah, your brother kind of spilled it first. Mm-hmm. And so Rob's kind of like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know how to tell you. He was like, uh, this is my ex-fiance and his new fiance. Is that hard? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you can tell Rob, Rob is just awkward. She doesn't know how to communicate. So that's just apparent. Yes. But I think that Rob's she gets really close to like a genuine genuine communication when she is talking to him outside of the bar outside of that ridiculous party outside of the imagined coupledom that they're doing with mac and lily you know outside of the craziness of the cocaine and the whiskey I, you know it, it just seems like a more sober space i'm not surprised that Clyde kind of lays it all on the line and tells her how she how he feels about her. I think about you all the time, Rob. I just want you to know, like, I would do this with you. Do you think Rob is using Clyde? Like, do you think do you think she is unsure about him, or she or does she know she is not? There's no she's not thinking about Clyde in that way, and so she's just kind of stringing him on because because he likes her. Does Rob like Clyde as much as Clyde likes Rob? No, like that's clear. (laughs) But is Rob using Clyde? I think that she's using him in the way we all use each other. I think he's using her. I but I think Clyde is Clyde does like her, so he wants she likes him too. But in what way? Because do you think she thinks this is a possible or potential? relationship or do you think in her mind she's like ain't nothing going on here I think I mean she says she doesn't know and I think there's no way for her to know because there's this cloud of Mac that's been lingering for the past year and a half 
I think that the, the way that their first encounter was disrupted doesn't help matters either. Everything has been pretty precarious with them. You know, he steals that um, David Bowie record for her. She doesn't really know what that means. Even though she's having fun with him, I think also a part of her doesn't want to like him because he seems so vanilla. He's nice. So... And he wears khakis. White that. Wonder Bread and listens to this band called Fish that I've never even heard of. Um, and it's probably because, you know, I don't wear khakis. But yeah, I think that he doesn't, he doesn't fit um, her aesthetic. He's not grungy. He's not a grungy hippie. He's not a straight Simon. The one thing about Clyde is he is, you can see him throughout this season. He does make an effort when Rob calls Clyde for, cause she needs a car, even though she hadn't spoken to him in who knows how long mm-hmm. he's right there. He's, he's always, he always shows up and he makes the effort. I don't, do you think she's using him? I don't know if I, if I'm buying that she doesn't really know how she feels she knows that she can call him and he will show up for her. And I think she's using him for that. She knows that he's consistent, mm-hmm. even though she's not consistent. But if she needs Clyde, Clyde will always be there for her. And I don't think that is reciprocal. But what is she using him to do? Anything she needs. But I she feel needs like a, she, she has needs enough a of a network. Call well, call Clyde. She needs, she's, she's stuck with her ex and his fiance. Call Clyde. You know, she wants to... See, I don't know. She could have called Nikki, Cameron's wife, and be like, hey, I need a... I, I, in the first episode, they're driving. I'm assuming they have a car. Well, I don't know, because when, when the wife picks them up at the bar, they're in, they both are in the back, like they're in an Uber or something. And I think that's because she's like really pregnant at this point and she probably just didn't feel like driving, but she's driving in the first episode. And I I remember thinking like, why is she driving? (laughs) I think that says even more about, you know, their relationship. Yeah. The work that Cam is doing during this pregnancy. But I feel like when she needs someone to take her, uptown to get these records she could have called other there are other ways she could have that she could have gotten those records back to the shop she called Clyde because she wanted to be with him so I love how this show they start off episode seven and episode eight starts the same Mm -hmm. but now we're from we're doing it from Simon's point of view Simon Robin Charisse are at the record store they're closing up they all go their separate ways so episode seven, we see where Rob went. Episode eight, now we see where Simon went. Mm-hmm. And now Simon, he is reliving his top five heartbreaks. You know about real heartbreak? Look no further. For I am the ballad of the lonesome loser. Well, his heartbreaks is just that one guy. And so it's just sad. Because he keeps coming back. Wait, so that was the same guy. And so they were in the club and Rob was DJing and they were like, let's leave. It's the same guy. And then, the oh, guy okay. who walks into the, the guy who walks into after Cameron and Hammer leave and Hammer says to a guy, best 
record shop in Brooklyn. Right. And then he comes in. Yeah. And so that's, you know, heartbreak number one, two, three, four, and five, you know? Okay. Why do you think they were having a conversation about disco? Um, And about Sylvester? Well, it seemed like um, Simon's, I don't know, his ex, ex ex-boo, his love, his heartbreak, he was surprised that Simon was into that type of music. Mm-hmm. And Simon was was saying, well, well, why, why are you surprised? Kind of like as if he was kind of stereotyping. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was kind of stereotyping him. He was like, oh, I didn't think you were, you would be, you were that type of guy who would like mm-hmm. disco. And he was like, well, like, what is that supposed to mean? I can't like, like, I like music. I'm a music guy. So why wouldn't I like disco? So it kind of seemed like from there, you can tell they weren't, I guess, gelling together or yeah. he didn't know much about him. Yeah, and so there were really- some, in that, there are some assumptions that are being made. Like you you consider me some, you know, music scholar. That doesn't mean that I don't like popular music. I also think that like, it could have been just a conversation that they were having about their relationship as a whole. Like you are this artsy fartsy where I work in a record store or maybe, I don't know if he was working in a record store then, but you know, I'm into, I'm into music. I'm probably into literature and film, things like that. And I am a lawyer. Right. So they were kind of mismatched. Yeah. For them to have that conversation about Sylvester who is who was a black queer artist like through the music black people are doing a lot of the heavy lifting the you know y'all are having this conversation about Stevie Wonder y'all had this conversation about Boyz II Men you're having this conversation Mm. about Sylvester Um, a lot of the music that is the backdrop to the film is you know black men and women so it feels like a lot you know, Black artists are carrying a lot of the emotional weight, but the stories that are being told are just being filled up with these white people. I mean, I understand that Simon is a very important cast member, but at the same time, white people are still getting a lot of space. Rob is half white. Her Max, you know, Max fiance is a white woman. Simon is a white man. I understand that he's gay, but at the end of the day, he's still a white man. You know, like where's Sharice's story? Yes. And because because we were going, we started off with the three pals going their separate ways. We get Rob's point of view. We get Simon's point of view, but we don't get Sharice. Yeah, at all. I mean, even the people on her top five, how many of them are people of color? On Rob's top five heartbreak list, name them. Well, Mac was the only black. Mac black was guy the only black. She was Mac with. was the only black person. Even the woman that she's oh, with yeah, is a you know a white is, is a white woman. And Rob makes a point to say that Cat had a type. You had to be white. So this it seems like the show is interested in interrogating like race relations as it relates to romantic pairings, but 
like the people who get taken seriously in the show are white people. I mean, I, I had a bit of a problem with that. Yeah, I do wish they would have shown more Sharice because her storyline was getting interesting. Her wanting to pursue yes. music and trying to overcome her fear of, you know, first putting the notice out for a band and actually getting the courage to start playing music and, you know. And there's also, I feel like this unspoken assumption that like black women don't need love out here. And I understand that Rob is black, but you know, Sharice, it has darker skin and she, um, she is a heavy set woman and she's yeah, like, she, she doesn't punch, have any she's, top the, five. she's the jokester. She's the jokester and you know, she's, she's where we go to laugh and we never see her be like, we never see her be romantically embraced by anyone on the show. No, Hammer is attracted to her, but nothing ever comes of that. Like right. we never see who she in love with. What's like you said, what's her top five heartbreak? Who is she dating when, right now? Cause even Simon has the guy from the coffee shop. Yeah, Simon has the guy from the coffee shop. Rob has Clyde, Liam, the five Rob people, Mac. Like she has all she has all this love in her life. Sharice has none of that. The people other than the two, other than Simon and Rob, the other people that she's about to get closer to are the are the two children who steal the records and she's gonna go jam with them. I don't know. Yes, we can like, agree they they should have been more more Sharice in this in this series in these ten episodes. She should have had a top five heartbreak. She should have had a top five. Don't you want to know who Sharice dates? Yes, that's why I have been petitioning for Sharice to get a spinoff. Okay, and Sharice needs a boo. Sharice needs several boos because they can't just one person handle Sharice true so rob so we talked about how her on her brother's last hurrah how he kind of like you can tell he doesn't have a circle of friends he's just kind of <laughs> none he has no invited friends. whoever was in his phone and rob literally does the same thing she's just going through her phone seeing who's basically still around she has, she, you can tell she hasn't um, been in touch with anybody on, on this list, on her call list. Well, can we, can we talk about what happens before she starts making those yes. phone calls? Yes. She is having drinks with Simon and Sharice and Simon turns around and his eyes are like as big as saucers and he's like, oh my God, like today is your birthday. And she, it seems like she wasn't going to tell anyone. No. And they forgot that it was her birthday. So they couldn't plan anything to celebrate. And she says, look, y'all, I'm about to order. I'm about to give me some champagne. I'm about to order this Indian food. And I'm about to watch the Sopranos. Cause she'd been talking about the Sopranos for since episode three, I believe. She's in the tub. That bathroom Nasty. looks filthy. With eating. Eating. food. Nasty. Eating. First of all, even in a clean bathroom, I'm not bringing a grape. 
No. I'm not bringing a handful of granola. I'm not bringing a, a vegan jerky stick inside of a bathroom, inside of the cleanest bathroom. I ain't doing it. But I saw the gunk and the buildup and all of the tile. I, I don't want to talk about it. It was gross. But she has the Sopranos playing on her MacBook. And I'm like, we just living on edge. Yeah, she has the computer right by the bathtub. Right by the... So it can can fall in the water. So it can fall right in the water. Okay. And her Indian food fell in the water. I thought that was her laptop. I was like... I did too. I did too. But her mother tells her, go out. Go out. And that's a pattern in the show. She's staying in, dealing with her pain, and And people people tell her to go out. out. It's like, let her stay inside, y'all. Maybe she needs to stay inside and work well, some things out. it was her 30th birthday. Hmm? It was her 30th birthday. She should have planned, well, I don't know if she's a big birthday girl, but she should have planned something. But anyway, she finds, she finds these two friends that she knows nothing about. Um, one of the girls meets her at the club she doesn't even know this girl just had a baby at all. <laughs> like she mentioned that she's like, wait a minute, you have you have a kid? Like, what? What's going on? Like, you you know nothing about your friends. And and then um her other friend, this guy, meets up with them. And it turns out that her girlfriend and the guy ended up like having a one-night stand, I guess seems like years ago. But so that's kind of awkward. And then so she she has drinks and then it turns out this guy friend is is um had an alcohol problem and now he's in recovery and is sober. <laughs> like so very like, important things you need to know. She knows about nothing about her friends, which is just crazy. And then when she's leaving the party because everyone just feels sorry for her that she's with people she doesn't know for her 30th birthday. She sees that she's been in the same club as Sharice, who's working as a coach. Okay. Oh, wait. First of all, her friends don't even know it's her 30th birthday. They do not. Because they don't know it's her birthday. Like, they don't know it's her 30th. They're like, wait a minute. This is your 30th? You, you, and you're with us? Like, you should have. Why are we here with you? Number right. one. But yes, yeah, Sharice is working um, coat check at this club. Rob has no idea because Rob doesn't know what goes on in her friend's life because she, I guess, is um, so self-absorbed that she, if it's not about her, she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't listen. She doesn't know that her friend had a baby. She doesn't know that her other friend um, is is in recovery. And she, so like, she doesn't know that about friends that she hasn't met up with in a while. She also doesn't know anything about her close friends that she sees every single day. You get the sense that she's not even sure of the nature of Simon's relationship with the barista. So also in this episode, she talks to Clyde and Clyde offers to like hang out with her like when she's done hanging with her fake friends Clyde's like oh well just hit me hit me up and you know I would love to hang out with you and she doesn't just that never happens 
which is why one of the reasons why I feel like she's low-key using him or is just very, very flaky towards him. Mm -hmm. So Mac calls. The only one who knows it's her birthday is Mac. And so he calls to wish her happy birthday. And they end up meeting up. And then she mentions, oh, what, is Lily out of town? What, is Lily out of town or something? Actually, yeah, she is. But they still meet up anyway. That so should like, have been alarm central. What? That should have been alarm central. Like, don't go, girl. Like, do you think, what What do you think were his intentions? Do you think he wanted, let me put it another way. Do you think he wanted to cheat on Lily that night? I don't think so. Jack, girl. Girl. I think he wants to do some things with the birthday girl. Really? I sure do. I wouldn't Both be surprised if he told Lily to go out of town. You know, I used to think Mac was the more, I guess, responsible person this, or the more serious person in this in his relationship with Rob. But now I realize, no, they're both messy. They are both very messy. And so, okay, so to make things worse, Rob is hanging out with Mac. And then she tells him that she cheated on him on the night that he proposed to her. It's like, why? Why are you telling him this man this on your birthday? So of course he flips out. You didn't do anything wrong. Yes, I know I didn't fucking do anything wrong. You did you fuck someone else? So remember when Rob was going over her top five heartbreaks mm -hmm. and she meets up with the one guy at the, at the bar and it turns out he didn't break her heart. She broke his heart. Yes, Justin Kitt. So now I'm like, Mac is like her biggest heartbreak. But you cheated on him. Like, if did he break? Is he your biggest heartbreak? Is he? Well, I mean, neither was Kevin Bannister either, because y'all was what, seven. Like, girl, that, cut that it doesn't out. even count. Not and again, neither was Simon. It feels like Cat was her only real heartbreak. Right. But now everything just turned because I'm like, because now this whole time we're thinking, we don't really know why the, why the engagement kind of, why they broke off their engagement, um, Rob and Mac. But now we realize what well, we saw before that, that night when Mac made dinner for Rob and she just kind of disappears and doesn't come back. Turned out she disappeared to go cheat and then came back and got into bed with him the same night. Like, girl, and really? I, there was kissing after you done did the nasty with some really? stranger at the bar. Now, I don't, I ain't worried about you doing the nasty with a stranger at the bar, but did you, did you, did you clean up anything before you done kiss this man and agreed to marry him? Girl, trife My life. Rob is messy. Okay, so Mac is upset that he finds this out now. But typical Rob fashion, Mac, Mac leaves. Rob <laughs> is alone. She's cleaning up. She's in her apartment. She locks herself out her apartment. So who does she call? And then, so I see this theme with, I don't know what it is with Rob, where she just has, what do you call it when you just, you don't even, you're not even concerned about 
I guess the other per- person's feelings going like back to no, how she just no empathy nothing but going back to how she could just easily just call anybody in her phone because she needs something going back to calling Clyde after they have after when she needed the ride and it's like you barely spoke to this person you don't even know if he remembers you but you know he has a car so I'm just going to call him up to see mm-hmm. if he'll if he'll come through going back to these two friends earlier today it's like you haven't spoken to them and who knows how long you know nothing what's going on in their life I'm just going to call them up just to see mm-hmm. if they will come through and then with Mac it's like you guys have this this blowout and you know what I'm still going to call him because I'm locked out and uh I think he has a key well, I don't I, know so I I'm feel like it's him. the because she could have called Simon right because we know that Simon has a key to the building but I feel like one Mac, why do you still have a key? Two, the same reason she'll call Clyde under the, you know, the pretense of, of under the pretense yeah. of I I need a favor. But she really a wants little him. bit of that is I really want to see you. The same with this situation with being locked out of her her apartment. I need this favor, but I also need to see you. And I think Mac also needs to see her. And I feel like that the conversation that they had, which is pushed into the final episode of the series. Um, and I say series because, you know, the this show did not get not renewed. Getting renewed. Um, you know, we're upset with Hulu about that. But it like visually mimics the conversation that they were having in the stairwell right because rob is at the top of the stairs mac is at the bottom and they're having this heated exchange about this infidelity outside of her apartment on this stoop rob is at the top of the stairs mac is at the bottom and they're having this conversation about rob being afraid to take the next step which would have been the engagement um, you know, a year, a year ago when they were in a relationship with each other. So what's Rob's problem? Does she just, does she need a wellness retreat? Does she need to meditate does she need to align her chakras like what does she need because she's just messy on top of messy she doesn't know what's going on she doesn't know who she wants to be with she doesn't know she she's upset that mac moved on but you had your chance and in the in the final episode we we learned that she doesn't even want to be with mac anymore So we did all of this worrying, all of this hoping, all of this praying, you know, for Mac to return to you and you're chasing Clyde in the very end. I feel like if Rob, if Rob was a man, like I would be so through with him. (laughs) (laughs) I think, no. I mean, also, you know, I'm 35. Rob just turned 30. All of this craziness, you know, is happening when she's in her mid-20s and in her early 20s. 
No, no, no. Because they just, it's only been a year. So I'll, I'll give it 28, 28, but, 29. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So yes, but I feel like she is, there's an immaturity to her. And I'm not saying that all 29 year olds and 28 year olds are immature, but I feel like if you are immature, I hope, you know, you ain't 40. I'm hoping you ain't 50, you know, but things like that happen every other day. But I guess there's an immaturity to her. I'm assuming that Cameron is her older brother. Yeah. So she's the youngest, you know, she's the youngest daughter. I feel like there's a lot of, I feel like she's used to being the center of attention. That's why she, you know, when she's in conversation with people, she doesn't understand, you know, giving them space to talk about their emotional concerns, things like that. I just think that she's not used to doing the work of caring for someone, you know? So she doesn't know how to be in a relationship with someone. She and she says that honest. she, she says that, you know, she, whenever she's in a relationship, she would have one foot in one foot out because, you know, I forget exactly what she says, but it seems like it's a way to not get hurt. It's a way to not if, okay. So if I put everything, like, have you ever put everything into a relationship? You, you did everything that you knew to do. You did everything you were supposed to do and you did it well and the, and it still failed. I feel like that is so heartbreaking because there is this sense that, man, I did the best that I could and I, I still failed. So what's the, what's the point of all of this? So yeah, I'm gonna have one foot in, one foot in, one foot out because I still want to be in relation with them, with someone because I am a human who needs human connection, but I don't want to get hurt like that again. So I'm just not going to put in an honest effort. It seems like in Rob's past relationships, she's the one that's doing the hurting. It's either of not a real only with with Cat, I believe. Cat probably broke her heart for real. But all those other people on her top five. And it's also it was, I feel it was like, her fault. It was Rob's fault. And with and with Kat, I feel like you it was similar to Liam. Like you adored the idea of Kat. Yes. You know, you you know, she was this fashionista fashionista i'm a culture critic i you know say wonderful things people like me i'm very popular so if i like you rob then that makes you special which is a horrible way to to view the world but i feel like that's you know that was her main attraction to cat um so I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what's wrong with Rob. Rob needs to be single for real. She Not really fake does. single with Clyde or fake single with Liam. Just be alone and figure all your stuff out. Because I, I think that the show is giving us hints that she is done with the past. Because there's this song called Pains. Um, by the group Silk Roads. I don't know if I'm saying that name right. Please forgive me if I'm not. 
but it's the one that goes, now that it's over, I can finally see all things must change. Does that sound familiar to you? No. Well, go back and watch it. And it, it like when she's cheating on Mac, every time in episode 10, where it's that flashback to them on that stoop, that song is playing. And when she's walking to the apartment, she she get, she's on the phone. She's been calling someone all day. We don't know who she's calling, but we know that it's either Mac or it's Clyde, right? And so when she's on the phone and she says, listen, you haven't been answering, so I'm coming to you. So she walks to this person's apartment. She buzzes this person's apartment. As soon as she presses that button, the music that has been playing all along suddenly drops out. This music that I have connected to Mac and the guilt of cheating on him, that music suddenly, it doesn't vanish, it doesn't linger off, it doesn't fade away. It quickly drops out, meaning like, I'm done with it. I'm done with that. And then of course, Clyde comes downstairs and she confesses that, you know, she wants to, to take him seriously. Don't do it, Clyde. Don't do it. And he don't. Good. Going back. So not only, okay, so Rob confesses to Mac that she cheated on him. Mm-hmm. But now everyone's mad at Rob because her brother tells her, you know, I didn't speak to my best friend for almost a year because I thought he broke your heart. But now to come to find out you're the one who messed up the relationship. Now you're messing up my friendship. And then Lily, okay, so. Honey, Lily grew Lily find all out, the testicles. The Lily, is Lily mad because the Mac tell her that he and Rob kissed or they, they hung out for her birthday? I don't what does, know what he told her. I know that she probably knows that he went back to her that night yes. for her birthday. Okay. Yes. And Sharice was about to fight, fight Lily for Rob. Because Lily, honey, got in her face and said, Rob, I need for you to back it on down. Need you to really back it on down. Yeah, Lily was ready. But I didn't know why she was what she knew and why she was upset. I think calling your ex-boyfriend you know, to say I'm locked out. You know, I know Simon got your keys. I know I'm not the, you like Cam don't have your keys. Mac is the but only the whole- one that has the keys and Mac went. And I feel like that's why she's upset. And he, she is aware that Mac still has feelings for Rob. I, she has to know that. She yeah. has to know that. So I think in her head, she's saying, if everyone just plays cool and if everyone just plays by the rules, then we can get through this because Mac obviously has feelings for me. He proposed to me. I guess. I think Mac just <laughs> wanted to be married. And he and wanted to be with not someone do it. that he didn't have to figure out because there's a desperation to Lily that is just off-putting to me. Yeah, I can see that. But then Lily also wanted them to all be friends and go on double dates, which is weird. Or is she okay with him being friends with his ex? I think she had no other choice but to be. It's like (laughs) when someone isn't giving you a choice, in order to save face, you pretend to be excited about it, you know? 
as opposed to because she could leave she could say i'm I'm not going to be with you while you're still in this ridiculous thing with your ex fiance i'm not about to do that she could leave but she doesn't want to no lily she, wants to be married lily wants to be married and lily wants to be married to mac mm-hmm. we talked about this earlier how rob knows nothing about her friends Mm-hmm. And she talks to Simon about Sharice working as the coat check at the club. And Simon was like, yeah, like she's been doing that for a while now. This is the first time that Rob is listening, one. And I guess she's, she's, think, I, she's thinking, too. Mm-hmm. She's listening and thinking for the first time. And realizing that there's something that her friend, her friend wants. And so she ends up buying the guitar for Cherie. So gifting it to her as a surprise. Mm-hmm. Does this redeem Rob for being yes. a bad friend? Yes, because we see that in order to get the guitar, she sells her David Bowie album. Oh, yeah. So, which, and she says, I've wanted one of these since I was like in the eighth grade. So she's right. wanted one of those for a very long time. And for her to give that up for Sharice, it says a lot about their friendship. So I was just thrilled about that. Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't know Rob had it in her. I knew she had it in her. Because she goes with Simon on his, um, when he contracts an STD from his boyfriend. You know, she's at the doctor's office with him. You know, I think she, I think she cares for them. She just doesn't know how to care for them. Like how to do the work of caring for people. Is she one of those people who who gets preoccupied when she's in a relationship? Like she can't think of anything else? she can think of other people when she's in a relationship I think that when she is consumed with something she doesn't think of anyone else so when she's consumed with a breakup when she's trying to figure something out she can't think of any of anything else so it's not necessarily to me it's not the relationship it was the breakup it didn't make sense to her it it hurt her well she's trying to figure it out obviously it made sense towards the end you cheated but he that's what happened and he didn't know but she knew but but she knew so i think if you she knew she was a cheater and she probably felt guilty and probably and probably sabotaged their relationship to the point where mac was like i don't know what's going on here but obviously this isn't it we're not something's something's not right with us something's not right and he and he was saying the whole time he thought he was thinking it was something he did and he just couldn't figure out what happened. She knew what happened. <laughs> she knew exactly what happened. Yeah, you're right. And then she goes trying to crawl back to Clyde and thank, thank God Clyde has some sense. And he's like, no, that's not going to work. And I think, but I think by saying there's a 9% chance because he could have said zero and he could have said, please leave my door before I call the cops. Like he could have, he could have really turned her away. I feel like he's inviting her to earn him. 
Rob got to do a lot to earn Clyde. I mean, does she? Yes. What did she really do to him? I don't she owe you a relationship, Clyde. Like, I don't... No, she doesn't owe him a relationship, but she does owe him honesty. Even, yeah. on, even on her, you kept on, playing on her birthday, yeah. when when she told him, yeah, we'll meet up. And then she meets up with Max. She could have just told him, you know what? I'm sorry, but yeah, I won't, I won't be meeting up with you today. That's true. You're right. Just be, be honest, be open communication. She communication, which she has horrible communication. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So what are we going to do to make High fidelity reconsider canceling the show? I don't know why they canceled it. I don't, it was a good watch. And I, I really wish if there was a season two, it would be more Sharice. Yes. Season two can be all Sharice for all I'm concerned. Yeah. Like we can make this an anthology series and you know, Sharice is just all of season two. So right. let's let's just, how can we get in touch with Hulu to tell them that? They, don't they have a P.O. box? That's how, um, that's how people did it back in the day. I remember when the game went off on the CW and then everybody wrote, wrote in letters and that's how it came back to BET. Okay. Remember that? I don't, but who are we going to get the right? No, it was, what was it? It was when the game, because the first two seasons were kind of whack, then it got good. <laughs> and then BT took it in and BT kind of, kind of messed it up a bit. But <laughs> the reason it came back is because people was writing letters. So we're going to well, just leave stuff on their Twitter page. Oh yeah, I forgot. Let's do that. Like, I, just let's create the hashtag. Bring back high fidelity. I forgot we're in 2021. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what's the PO what, box? What is pen and paper? What is a stamp? Mail. Let's write. Let's write fan letters and tell them how much we appreciate it. Let's find. Let's Google the you know, the, the director and find this PO box. So what we can do is, you know, just, you know, everyone leave comments and leave messages on their Twitter and their Instagram that hashtag bring back high fidelity hashtag, but say it five times since five is the magic number for this show. High fidelity season two. Yes. Where is high fidelity season two? Hashtag bring back high fidelity. Hashtag where is high fidelity season two. Hashtag we need more of Sharice. Hashtag y'all wrong for uh, not renewing it. Hashtag we want our Zoe Kravitz. She did good. She She, did really played. She played Rob because she had me. She did what needed to be done. She had me thinking she was she was Rob, messy Rob. have now come to the end of the episode thank you for listening let us know what you think hit us up on instagram at curry gumbo bye bye y'all smooches